Welcome to the From Better Half to Boss podcast. I'm Tavia Redburn, and on this show, I share how I retired my husband from his nine to five with my birth photography business, all while homeschooling my three kids. If you have a passion, there is a reason. It's because you were made to follow that passion. It's your time to go from better half to boss. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of From Better Half to Boss. I am your host, Tavia Rudburn. So on today's episode, I am chatting with Brandy Mouls, founder of Serve, Scale, Soar, and the Beta to Biggie Accelerator. She's a wife, mom, podcast host, an online marketing expert dedicated to helping more people and specifically women experience the life-changing freedom that comes with not being stressed about money. So Brandy and I actually met in 2018 when I hired her to run the ads for a launch, actually several launches for marketing school for birth photographers. And she did such a phenomenal job for me. And it's been so fun to see the growth that she's had since then Let me tell you, it's been pretty incredible, and I know that her story is going to inspire you today. So in two years, she's built a seven-figure-a-year online education business that has helped hundreds of service providers and course creators scale to six figures and beyond with simplicity. She lives in North Carolina with her hubby and her daughter. They live for Taco Tuesdays, same girl, spontaneous vacations, double same, and Fridays spent together as a family and weekends on their boat. And she and I also share a love for all things Disney. She's just a great human. We covered a lot in this episode, but I think my favorite thing that we talked about was the two things that Brandy focused on to scale from zero to a million in just about two years in her business, all while caring for her daughter, who was just a few months old when she started her business. So let's get into the episode. Okay, guys, I am super excited to have Brandy here with us today. Brandy, thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, me too. So I want to dive into your business, but first, first I think it's going to be helpful for everyone to understand Um, Just who you are, who you serve, what you do, um, why you started your business, all that good stuff. So just tell us about yourself. Yeah. So I'm a wife, I'm a mom, a podcast host and a CEO. And so I started my business as pretty much like doing all the things as a social media manager, email marketing for other online businesses and quickly niched down to running Facebook and Instagram ads for people and grew really, really fast and created a membership. And now we have a membership, of course, and a higher group coaching program that helps service-based entrepreneurs create a second revenue stream with a course or membership and launch it four times. So it has been such a fun ride. I've had my business for two and a half years now, and I love it so much. That's awesome. Okay. So let's go back to like, I don't know, 2016 Brandy. Um, What was your life like back then? Were you married? Yeah. So 2016, I was married. We were living in Florida and I was top 1% in a direct sales company, free car, wearing stilettos every day, full face of makeup, like 
living a very different lifestyle than I ever thought I would because I had went to law school and everything and then quickly moved up in direct sales and found myself in Florida wearing high heels and lipstick <laughs> and selling it to other people. Okay. So it was lipstick. I was like, what are the high heels and lipstick? That was just like your, that's who you were. Like that was yeah. your persona, I guess, because of the, like in the direct sales world or whatever. Yeah. So cool. not ever me until that point. And I learned real quick how to walk in high heels and wear lipstick. <laughs> that's funny. Um, I avoid high heels at all costs. So back then, then you started working an online business and started an ads agency. Is that right? Yeah. So my job, I left that whole world behind when I was eight months pregnant and we were making pretty good money. And my husband was like, whoa, whoa, wait, what? And I was like, yep, I called. They're coming to pick up the car. I'm done. This is not where I want my life to be. I don't want my daughter. Like, this is just not what I want. And he was like, well, what the heck are we going to do? And I was like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. And my daughter was five months old and we had to figure it out. So that's what we did. So what led you to drop that? You just felt like it wasn't you. Like you were so successful with it. What made you want to do something different? I always joke that it was hormones. Like you should never make <laughs> life altering decisions when you're eight months pregnant, but I'm so glad I did. But I was looking at it and I was like, wow, I really let myself get caught up in my identity and who I was being tied to what I did for work. And the type of car I drove was part of my identity, the diamonds that I earned, all that. And with having a little girl come in the world, I didn't want her to ever feel like her identity was tied to like what she did for a living or also the possession she had. And it was just, it hit me one day and I was like, we're done. I love it. So, okay. So somebody listening to this is interested in retiring their husband from his nine to five, or they're interested in themselves leaving their corporate job. So what did that experience look like for you guys? Cause your husband was working when you started the online business, right? Yeah. So he worked my whole first year in my online business. He has always been, we went to college together and then he became a chef. And so we've moved a lot around a lot because he opened up new restaurants and all that kind of stuff. And, um, when my daughter was born, he had a week and a half off that he was there. And then he went back and chefs work 14, 16 hour days. And they're also working the weekends and long nights, early mornings, that kind of thing. And he was just missing out on so much of Riley's life. Like we would wake up, he would usually leave before she was up in the morning and then he'd get back just in time for dinner bath and then put her to bed. Like that was our story. And we were like, we can't do things on the weekend as a family. We couldn't travel. And it got to a point where I was like, I really want to move back to Florida. Cause at this point we were back in Virginia where our family was, I was like, I want to move back to Florida and I want to be able to travel. I want you around more. I want to bring you home. And he was like, absolutely not. And I was like, well, what if we can profit? And I gave him a number and I was like, I've already figured out the insurance piece. I've already figured out all this. This is the number we would need to hit for this to be like possible and still live the lifestyle we wanted to live. And he was like, yeah, yeah, sure. When that happens. Well, and that was in May that I told him that August 1st, we were moving to Florida and he quit his job. So wow. we, I was like on a mission to make it happen. 
That is so cool. So he was resistant at first. Was he resistant because he didn't want to quit or because he just didn't think that it was possible? I don't know. So the thing I think also is coming from direct sales, you would always hear these women that they were like, we retired our husbands and they work in our business now. And I think that coming from that, that's what he thought coming home would be like him as a background person to my business. And he didn't want to work in my business. And honestly, I didn't want him working in my business either. Like that was not the dynamic that we have. And so I like, I think that that was the holdup in the beginning. And then when I painted the vision, like, Hey, like how amazing would it be on the weekends to be able to go do stuff or to pick up a week and just travel. And once I was able to show him the possibilities and what it looked like for him to be at home, everything, he was much more open to it. Also, once we got like, here's what will happen with insurance and all this kind of stuff, he was so much more open to it. It was just showing him like, you're going to miss your daughter's entire like childhood. If we keep this up. Yeah. That's so cool. Okay. So your daughter was a baby in the early stages of business. And I know a lot of my students and a lot of the listeners either have babies at home or they're pregnant or they have toddlers, like they have young kids. And so one thing that I hear often from people is just like, how do I do all of this? Like, how do I like virtual school my kids and run a business and, and, and so how did you manage your days growing a business with a baby at home? Yeah. So like I said, the most of my, like, we grew to over six figures with my husband working all the time and Riley like attached to me 24 seven because not by choice, but because it was the only way we could like survive. She slept on me nonstop for seven months of her life. Like the first seven months, naps, everything. So in the very beginning of my business for a good three months, she was attached to me for the whole thing. And then it just became nap time hustle status where I'd wake up super early, like getting the bottles together, packing for the day, like making sure that we were set up for success for the day before she got up then doing as little bit of work as I could. When she got up, then when it was nap time, I'd get in two hours of work. And then once she went to bed and after my husband was home and we got like an hour together, it was right back working. And I would be up some nights till 12, one o'clock. But like, I was so committed to making this happen. And I knew that this was going to be a short-term thing. I knew that this would not always be my situation, but it was in that moment. And now I look back and I'm like, how the heck did I have that little bit of time and get all that stuff done? And now I can waste a whole day doing absolutely nothing. I know. I can so relate to that. Like now that I have all this time, it's like, I still need to be that person. Like I could definitely still do the things that I do and work like three hours a day. Cause that's what I used to do. So I can totally relate to that. So what were you doing in those hours? Like you had such a short amount of time to work on your business. Like how did you prioritize? Sorry, this is, I'm going like off of our list of questions. I'm sorry. They're just things that are popping up in my head. Yeah. So like, what were you, what were your thought, what was your thought process in like those two or three hours a day that you had to actually get work done? Like, how did you know what to do? Because I know sometimes people just sit down and they're like, okay, this is the time I have to work. Yeah. So what I do think I do? The, <laughs> yeah. So I think the big thing is focusing on the needle mover activities. So even now with my business, how it is like, I posted 24 times on my Instagram grid in 2020. That's two times per month. And I'm pretty sure 90% of those were like, 
hey, the doors are open to my program. Like all promotion, which everyone's like, you're not supposed to do that. Well, (laughs) you know what? It brought in money. So that's what I posted. And I really focus on like, what is going to make me money? What is going to build me relationships? Those are the two things I'm always focused on, especially when you're short on time. So even now where, no, I don't have a baby in my well, she's three. I mean, she's still a toddler, but my husband takes care of her for most of the day. But last year I took off every single Friday, Saturday, and Sunday and set those boundaries. So only working four days a week, there's things that get cut. Like social media does not happen for me because it's not going to move the needle as much as getting up a sales funnel and running Facebook ads to it. So I'm always looking at like, what is going to build me relationships? What's going to make me money? And those become a priority. Everything else is just like extra. If I have time, great. If I don't, fine. And I will say I always made time for coaching. So I've always had a mentor. I've always had been in some type of program where I'm always learning, getting ideas, but I like take action. I'm not someone who just consumes, consumes, consumes. I get what I need, run with it, and then I'm done. That's so important. Like the edutainment, like phenomenon in our communities right now is, I mean, like I am a hundred percent guilty of like pretending to work, but really I'm just like listening to something and not really implementing anything from it. And so I love that you said that like, yes, coaching and mentoring is important, but also looking at like, are you using it as like a sense of entertainment almost and like pretending that you're working? Yeah. And it's even like reading a book. Like I don't understand. And I hope I don't offend anyone. And I probably will, but like, I don't understand. You don't get a gold star. If you read 24 books in a year, like no one's like, I'm so glad you did that. Here's like a thousand dollars because you did that for me. I may only get through like a business book. Maybe I get through three in a year, but you better believe if I read that thing, I implemented at least five things out of there that are making me money today. So that's the other thing. We don't have to like consume, consume, consume. No one's giving you money for consuming. They give you money when you take action. Yes. I love that. So we talked about this already, like looking back at retiring your husband and all that stuff. Um, so from what I remember you saying, like logistically, what did that look like? Like you guys were like, okay, if we have this much money in the bank, then you're quitting. I mean, is it as simple? What is it as simple as that or what? It was kind of like, okay, so remember when I told you that this is what was going to happen? Like, here's our profit. I did it. And now I also applied for an apartment and they have one available. So are you down? <laughs> and so it's just like, because the thing in Florida is like, you have to get on wait list. It's not like, especially because we weren't going to have, you know, we didn't know what it was going to hold. We definitely had planned for thinking that this would take us longer, like maybe a year to get all this ducks in a row and everything. And I don't know why my husband thought that, but like I moved pretty fast and I had put our name down on the apartments that we lived in before. We love them. And, but three bedrooms in Florida are like super hard to come by. So we had to get on a wait list and it just happened that because we lived there, we got previously, we got moved to the top of the list and they caught us and they were like, we have four other families that want this. If you want to apply, you need to do it now. And we're not going to have another one come available for at least a year. And I was like, yes, hold on. And I was like, Austin, here's the deal. Like if we want to do this, now's the time. And he was like, well, we can apply. Like, I don't know. And we ended up getting it. And then they were like, oh, and you have to be here in 30 days. 
So it was, but we had already hit the numbers. Like the numbers were there. Um, I'd already looked into insurance. Like we had already got all those ducks in a row. It just happened very quickly. Nice. So that's awesome. So what would you say to somebody who's listening to this and they're just like, I, I don't know what I need to focus on. I don't, I I feel like I don't have the time. Like we've touched on that stuff already, but I can just feel my listeners being like, okay, but like, you know, I have three kids at home and we're virtual schooling and I have like one or two hours a day and I don't know what to focus on. And I feel overwhelmed with time and mentally I'm struggling and just like all the things, like what would be a first, like for that person who's sitting here, like, this sounds amazing. I would love to do this in six months what do I need to focus on? Like, what do I need to do? What are my next steps? The first thing I always tell my students is look on Sunday, look at your weekly screen time report. Like, honestly, just look at that. Because I think that so many times you can watch social dilemma and have your opinions. But like, if you look at that, your screen time thing, you would find a whole lot of time and people like to hide that stuff but there's your time. And so instead of spending that time, so let's even say it's three hours. Well, you just found three hours, even if you take two hours of that and put that towards your work, like, holy cow, you can accomplish a lot in two hours if you're not scrolling, if you're not procrastinating, but then you look at your activities and what have you been doing? What are the things that make you money? Like you can see, and what are the things that like, you're like, well, I'm building up to it. One day it will like bring me in money. And then I would say, focus on the things that are bringing you in money now. And the things that could bring you in more revenue to build more choices now. So it's always one of those things. Once you have money coming in, more choices just open up, doors open up, and you'll be able to bring in like help. So then you can focus on these other things. But first off, look at how much screen time you're looking at. That's going to be a big wake up call. And then also just focus on during that time that you do have things that are going to get you to the next step right now. And for every business, that's going to be different. I know for us, we spend a lot of time in our marketing. Like that is where 90% of my time is spent is in my marketing. So if that's Facebook ads, funnels, launching, like that's where my time is. And then we have people on our team that they're responsible for certain aspects. So my right-hand person, 90% of her time is just spent in the inbox, making sure our clients are happy. So really getting clear on what is your primary role and what is going to bring in the income for your business right now. I love that. And you mentioned having a team. At what point in your journey did you start hiring people to help you? Yeah. So I didn't hire anyone until I hit six figures, which was 10 months after starting my business. And then I brought in a VA because I wanted to create a membership. So I knew the service side of my business I had handled, but if I wanted to bring in the second stream of revenue, then I was going to need help. And so she came in just to do like upload videos into Kajabi or send out some emails, things like that. And now she's grown with our business where she's my right-hand woman. Now she takes care of all of our students. She does retention, all of that. But even now we did a million dollars over a million dollars last year. And we still have an extremely small team. We have a podcast manager, a graphic designer, me, and then Janessa, who's my right-hand person. And then we have a few other people now and then like a copywriter that comes in every now and then, but that's pretty much it. We run a very lean 
team. And that definitely has to change for the upcoming year. But I mean, we we're just very efficient and we say no to a lot. I think that's the thing is we don't have to say yes to everything. We just say yes to the things that matter. And so even with this, I don't do a ton of podcast interviews, but I love Tavia. And I was like, I want to go on here and hang out with her and chat because we haven't done that in a while. But this falls into that. I'm either building revenue or relationships, and this is building a relationship. So good. Um, let's talk a little bit about when you hired your VA for the first time. Like, did were you fearful? Like, what was that thought? What was your thought process like of like, can I support a team member? Because something I encourage my students to do all the time is choose something small that you don't like doing in your business and find someone to do that for 10 or $12 an hour. Like editing your photos was the very first thing I started outsourcing because I hate doing it. <laughs> and somebody else, I can train somebody else to do it for 10 bucks an hour, 12 bucks an hour, whatever. Um, but I know a lot of people have resistance towards that. So what was your thought process like bringing on um, your VA for the first time? Well, I think that's a great thing about contractors is they're not as big a commitment as like an employee. You don't have to start with employees. We actually have zero employees part of the team that will change this year, but everyone's contractors. And the great thing about contractors is there's not a ton of paperwork that has to happen. It's a contract between y'all two, but like you can let them go if it's not working out. You like, I was very clear that this would be for $15 an hour. Like it is $15 an hour. These are the tasks that I would need you to do. And when I interviewed, I even asked people like, what is your year goal? And a lot of them were like, oh, I want to grow this massive business. And I was like, heck no, heck no, heck no. And I got to the person who was like, I just want to support people who are doing really cool things. I like being behind the scenes. I just want to make some extra income for my family just for the fun stuff. And I was like, oh, heck yes, you are my person. And so I think it's just being very open, like, what are you going to pay? How many hours are you going to give them? And then being a VA is not a permanent role. Like you can terminate those agreements anytime. It's not as high a pressure. I feel like is bringing on like an employee. Yeah. So good. I totally agree. Um, okay. So last question, looking back at 2016 Brandy in her stilettos and lipstick to today, What's the one thing that you're really glad you did or implemented in your business? Yeah. So I have two things. Can I say two things? I mean, I said one, but if you want to cheat. <laughs> I want to cheat. <laughs> so one is systems. Like 100% systems are the reason that we can do what we do with such a small team. And it's, some people get scared. Like they think I love systems and I do love systems, but I don't love sitting there and setting them up and stuff like that. Like I hate spreadsheets. Like that's not my thing, but I love how much time and money they save me. So that's why I implement them. And I would say as soon as you can jump on the bandwagon of getting systems in place and knowing how your business runs, like that is definitely the best thing I've ever done is just create systems. So we can run with a smaller team. We can be super efficient and we stay out of the back end of a lot of the business because we have systems that are running it for us and we're not always recreating new stuff. It's just like everything runs like it's supposed to because we have those systems. So I would say that's number one. And then I'm going to cheat and give you a bonus one. And <laughs> that is, I have embraced who I am. 
So I'm not trying to be someone else. I've really like 2020, I totally embraced all my flaws. I embraced um, my uniqueness, my difference in standpoints, and I've just become very transparent. Like my podcast with the income reports is probably like the most vulnerable thing I've ever done in my life. And it was just me. And so I think that that is the second thing where before 2016, Brandy was so worried about fitting into what everyone else viewed as success. Now I can honestly say like my definition of success is having fun, being a million dollar mama and traveling and creating memories. And if you don't want to get on that bandwagon, then that's okay. And I have just really stepped into that. So I think that's the second one. So, so good. Embrace who you are. And in everything that you do, yeah, just be yourself because you're going to attract your people that way. And I know that's cliche and like people always say that, but it's a hundred percent true. Like you will attract your people when you're being you and it just feels so much better. You're not feeling like you're trying to do something that you're not or be something that you're not. So, so good. It's way easier to be yourself than someone else. Totally. Not quite as exhausting. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Awesome. Brandy, thank you so much for being here. What is the best way for everyone to follow you and connect with you? Yeah. So my podcast serves scale soar. I'm definitely, um, new episodes every Tuesday on there, all about scaling your service-based business. And then also I don't post a lot on Instagram, but I'm always in my DMS. I respond to all my DMS. I love building relationships. So you can always DM me at Brandy Mouse, and I would love to chat with you there. Awesome. Thanks so much, Brandy. Thank you. I know. Chances are you found so much inspiration in Brandy's story. She has a way of making business seem like so simple, doesn't she? I love it. And even though her business might be different from yours, she was a service provider with her ads business, which is exactly what photographers are, a service. So just like at the end of every episode, I encourage you to write down a few action steps or learnings or moments of inspiration that popped into your head from this episode. So ask yourself, what can I take away from Brandy's story to incorporate into my own business? It doesn't have to be something huge. It can be one or two small things. If you're enjoying this podcast, please hit subscribe wherever you're listening. And thank you so much for leaving the show a review on iTunes. Reviews are basically like money. They're currency for podcast creators. I read each and every one and it helps this podcast reach more people. So thank you. And my friend, if you have a passion, it's not an accident. Not everyone loves photography or whatever it is that you love. Whatever your passion is, it's there for a reason. So what are you going to do with that passion? I hope that you get out there and make it happen. Have a great week.